Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Our message title today is called A Message to Everyone on Father's Day. <laughs> That's the message. A message to everyone on Father's Day. Thank you. A message to everyone on Father's Day. Um, the book of Genesis starts out the journey in which we human uh, humanity begin to understand our God the book of Genesis the the beginning book it's that first outline that helps us as readers those who are discovering God how he thinks and how he structures things we begin to understand him in the book of Genesis um, on some very important things that I think is important to God and in Genesis we begin to understand how God builds his army how he builds his people and I believe to understand God we got to understand how he wants to build his army uh, one major aspect how God shows us in the book of Genesis how he wants to build his army is right here I want you to see Genesis 1 verse 25 through 27 Genesis 1 25 through 27 and verse 25 says and God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after his their kind and everything after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind so God multiplied birds multiplied horses multiplied cows multiplied pigs he multiplied everything after its kind so everything every type of animal would have a belonging and a family that represented who they are God created family and types even among the animals that's God and God saw that that was good so that it was good. I want you to understand that word good don't just mean real good or just good. When you study that word good, it also means holy. God saw it and it was good. Now that's good. Everybody say, now that's good. That makes sense. Put birds with birds and cattle with cattle. And yeah, that's good. Not just good. It's holy. Verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our own image after the likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air and over every cattle and over every uh, over the over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth verse 27 all right and because God decided let us make man in our own image God created man in his own image and in the image of God created he him Male and female created he them. To understand how God wants to build his army first shows us that we have to fight for the male seed. Because when God decided to make something after his own kind, the first kind of his likeness is a male. 
the first the first kind of his likeness is a male and God says let me make them male and female and the first kind in his likeness is a male it shows us that the first thing God established in his likeness is the male seed and we must understand how important the male seed is in the earth or how important a man is in the earth we like to talk about fatherhood, but fatherhood is really nothing but the development of the man. You can't really focus on fatherhood unless you first start focusing on the development of the man. Because if the man doesn't develop right, the man can never be a good father even if he has children. We must focus on first the development of the man and we must fight for the male seed. All right, we got to fight because this man that God has made is going to grow one day and he's going to be hopefully a husband. I might as well let you know that for the first time I vocalize a deep longing prayer in my spirit over this men's conference and I pray for every single man in this church that every single man in this church will find him a good wife. Oh, you ain't saying nothing. It's very important. Ain't no sense of looking at me crazy single men. Most of y'all don't have the gift to contain yourself. And if you don't have the gift to contain yourself, you might as well already start praying and preparing to have a good wife. Y'all ain't saying nothing in here. We must get things back in order. Well, man has a drive to have a compatible companion to help him live out his life. You ain't saying nothing. That man must develop and be able to become a husband because that same Mel C not only is first to, first to become a husband, then he is supposed to become a father. We must fight for the male seed because in this world you may not pay attention but you better pay attention We're moving to a society where they're calling for a genderless society A genderless society that says let them choose what they want to be Uh-huh, but the Bible says God had already made a choice and God has chosen through his divine order that there'll be male and female. Yeah, this genderless society is actually human rebellion. It is pride and it's ignorance. Yeah, it's ignorance to call for a genderless society because rebellion means that somebody's fighting against God's order. Yeah, God's definition and God's structure that God has already defined that this one part of his image shall be a male. Yeah, and so man has now tried to define the order of God and now man is trying to define what God has created and that's why it's rebellion. Man think it's smarter than God and because they think they're smarter than God, it is pride. And so there are people all over the world with pride. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm coming through here. It with pride telling everybody what they need to adopt. We just they just celebrated LGBT LGBTQT Pride Month. Y'all y'all know what I'm talking about. And they're celebrating what they believe and what they believe, and they're getting everybody to adopt these trying to get everybody to adopt this rebellion against God. The church shouldn't be silent about this. We should be able to lovingly but boldly to declare that God has order. 
oh God has an order I know man has challenges we'll deal with that that's why deliverance is available but God has an order God has an order and when we rebel against God defined order we walk in pride and we walk in ignorance to why God established the things that he wants to do God made them male and female and when we lose the man we lose the first thing God made in his image when we lose the man we lose the start of what God made in his image I want you to understand that man the male is God's idea it's God's intent to start things out with the seed the man is the male and the male is the seed and so first God shows us order that if you want to grow anything the first thing you need is what you need seed you need seed first if you want to change anything everything begins with a seed it begins with a thought it begins with an intent you first need seed God first made the male and from the male he made the female so now you got seed and ground don't get don't get it twisted it's real simple it's simple the only reason that you got an apple tree is because somebody took an apple seed and planted it in the womb of the ground oh everything that is spiritual is also natural why are we allowing the world to take the things that bless us every day you know what I'm trying to tell you why this thing is a curse male on male and female on female you know why it's a curse because right now you are alive and breathing because of male and female not just because your mama and daddy get together that's one part but the other part is the only reason you alive is because you ate some food and that food is a byproduct of male and female coming together somebody put seed in the ground and that thing grew and you ate a banana this morning and you ate an apple this morning and fruitfulness came together when male and female come together it's God's divine order first the seed then the womb we must understand this because God is a genius not only is he a genius which is good this is where people get caught off but just about being smart God is more than just smart he's holy <laughs> he's more than masterful he's holy everybody say he's holy and so God wants us to understand how important it is to fight for the male seed the word male in the Hebrew basically breaks down to remember say to remember it means to make a memorial, right? So when God made man, he says, this is what he's saying, I'm coming into covenant with what I produce. And so man represents the first covenant in his likeness. Man, a man represents the first covenant of his likeness. The, the likeness to be holy, the likeness to reproduce. And God made covenant with the male seed. And anything we understand in this world is we need covenant with God. The only way we get ourselves together is through covenant. That God has covenanted himself with us that we can get through anything. We can grow through anything because everybody say through covenant God said I will remember the male seed it means to remember go to Genesis 4 I got to keep digging Genesis 4 God creates this covenant 
and we see the covenant remembered even in the sins of Adam and Eve even as they sin and are kicked out the garden God remembers his covenant in such a way that while he protects uh, eternal life and there to protect eternal life but he also prepares a way of escape for them God shows that he remembers man and he'll forgive sin when we make a mistake and so what he does is they wrap themselves in fig leaves but God says no I got to slay something to cover you and we see the first sacrifice for covenant God said I'm so in love with what I've created I'll sacrifice for it oh, don't miss it don't miss it we got to catch these principles because well your only way you can really understand real covenant is with sacrifice that's the only way you can really understand real covenant is through sacrifice there's really no covenant without sacrifice the really the way that I know you love me is when you sacrifice for me come on y'all ain't saying nothing it's one of the ways one of the ways that a man even shows his covenant is what he worked for and if a man won't sweat for a woman he don't really love you the way a man even shows his covenant is not just about what he say but what what he do one of the assignments of the man was to go to work because by his sweat he shows what he sacrifices for and women you need to know clearly if he won't sacrifice for you I don't care what he say he don't love you come on come on somebody there's a little popular proverb that goes out there that I gotta say it today it says it very simple women it says if he won't sweat for you don't let him yeah and I'm telling you if he won't sweat for you you'll catch it later for those who can catch it catch it if you ain't grown enough you'll catch it when you get grown but a man who will sweat for you it's a sign oh, that he'll sacrifice for you you can't tell me nothing you can't one of the ways I knew that I love Pastor Robin is my life was falling apart I fell in love with that girl I was getting ready to get kicked out of FSU I was going to TCC didn't see how I was gonna pay tuition and I thought I was gonna go back to Miami and not be in Tallahassee so I wrote that girl a love letter and I told that girl my life is falling apart and I've got to get out of Tallahassee and go back home but I want you to know I'm gonna get myself together and I'm coming back to get you I don't know what's gonna happen in the next couple of months and days girl but you don't touch me in a certain way I'm going home to get myself together but I'm coming back for you in other words don't get distracted while I'm gone don't get crazy while I'm gone the one who will swap for you is coming back for you don't pay those old chuckles those old chuckles no mind cause little Joe going back to Miami when I get back and I loved her so much I decided not to leave they tell, I said I'll figure this thing out I ain't going back to Miami some way God you got to work this thing out because I done found me something and when a man finds a woman that's worth his time and worth what's in him I got to teach it like I feel it he'll sacrifice for it oh you don't understand we got to get back to the value see this is I gotta preach it I gotta go I don't know if I'm gonna get through it with the day but we get, got to get back to the value where men take pride on where they plant they seed 
this is the right order of things a man in his right mind with his right destiny supposed to hold his seed till he see ground that represents where he want to go represents what he want to do men we got to get control of ourselves we can't be letting our seed go with every ground a man is supposed to walk around and scope out that's why the bible says he that findeth a wife not a woman but a wife a woman with the qualities to carry what he's holding and men are supposed to go around scoping talking about yeah you pretty you fine but huh I need a little more than that. And God has to retrain men not to plant seed just based on what looks good. You found it all, but you can't you hold me together when I don't feel like I'm worth anything. See, we got to get the talk right. We got to get this thing back in order. See, we got this thing out of order. And the women around here having to give out all these standards now for the man that they want and i'm not saying women shouldn't have standards but it's the man who's supposed to first carry the standards oh you ain't saying nothing man we got to pick up godly standards and we got to start being stewards of our seed and stewards of our destiny and stewards of where we go and what we connect to and where we plant our seed in y'all ain't saying nothing i'm gonna come through here i ain't always been saved since i've been saved but one thing that helped me during the days i wasn't saved i knew i ain't want nobody crazy having my children and man we got to learn to say I ain't saying nothing we got this all wrong hold tight I got to get the man right hold tight I got to get the man because until a man can repeat what I'm saying we got to talk to our sons so our sons understand what it is to be a man what it is to uphold biblical standards and principles so we can't judge it when we talk to our sons fathers uh, if she just fine because uh, what happens is uh, because men have only majored in a woman being fine what has happened women taking off their clothes like nothing y'all got to pray for me today women won't don't wear nothing they don't wear nothing anymore they don't cover up nothing anymore know why because all that men is after is thing that look good and now they have gotten weakened in their principles and they don't know how to cover up y'all ain't saying nothing but if you understand it's righteous you better come on through here and now they're vulnerable for the attention that they rightly deserve but they can't wait so they uncover but we need men that say cover it up honey you're worth more than just what you're good I want something I just don't know the body shape I need something on the inside come on y'all ain't saying nothing in here we need men to carry these biblical principles yeah and God covers I told y'all I'm gonna just jump somewhere and preach and God covers glory to God glory to God people be calling you while you're preaching stuff I bring my phone up here so I can connect with people online glory to God catch you a wide receiver thank you sir yeah turn it off for me I got people calling me they know I preach on Sundays and stuff they know what time truth gather start at 10 a.m. you can't be calling me hallelujah glory to God I just tell you Lord have mercy but you gotta understand God will cover us when we make mistakes tell somebody he'll cover us 
I don't know if I'm going to finish this today, but I got to get you to understand how important it is to have accountability. Genesis 4, let's go. Flip with me. Come on. Genesis 4. Hold tight. Y'all know me. I'm from the hood. I know how to get where I got to go. I'll jump through the alley and jump the fence. Come on, I know how to get home different ways. You ain't got to go straight and turn around the block. I know how to jump through a few backyards, run from a few dogs, and get where I got to go. Hallelujah, I grew up this way. I'm all right. Genesis 4, I want you to understand that God shows covenant to the male seed. God shows covenant to Adam and Eve, although they have sinned. He covers them. This thing is about covenant. Say covenant follow me really quickly Genesis 4 1 through 2 and Adam knew Eve his wife and she conceived and bare Cain and said I have gotten a man from the Lord she I got I got God's first image I started this thing out with God's first image nothing against having a beautiful daughter because I started this thing out with a beautiful daughter she woke up this morning and said daddy I got to get ready to go because uh, I'm on praise and worship I got to get ready to go praise and worship I don't have time right now to give you to give you your gift for Father's Day I have to give it to you later time she finished I said girl don't even worry about it you are my gift you you are my first gift girl you can give me whatever you have to give me you can give me later but the first gift I got was when God gave me you from your mother's womb you ain't hear me come on now you ain't saying nothing she's sweet talking should not start when she leave the house sweet talking should start to a daddy who loves her for who she is and what she's called to be so sweet talking daddies it happens in your house to your daughters they need to hear you talk about how wonderful they are meaning girl you ain't got to give me nothing you're already something to me you ain't saying what I told her. That's what I told her. I told her I'm jumping fences. Y'all about to help, y'all about to help me. Genesis 4. God gave her a man. First image of himself. Verse 2. And she bare his brother Abel. So two boys. And Abel was the keeper of the sheep. But Cain was the tiller of the ground. All right. So we got two boys, Cain and Abel. Right. Cain and Abel. All right. Now I'm going to jump down. God told them to bring forth an offering to them of to him uh, so they can represent the sweat of the labor. I'm going to verse eight. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. So Cain, the first child, talked with Abel, his brother, the second child. And, he, and it came to pass. Behold, thou has driven me. Oh, I got down to that. I'm skipping. All right. Verse eight. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him and the Lord said unto Cain where is Abel thy brother and he said I know not am I my brother's keeper let me tell you something about manhood manhood grows within a responsibility of brotherhood manhood and one of the reasons men don't probably grow right and we got to accept this understanding is manhood grows right with brotherhood Cain kills his brother Abel we got so much murder happening between men fighting over silly stuff killing each other because we are not in covenant with what God is in covenant with God was in covenant with the male seed and we got men who will pull a trigger on another brother somebody else's brother somebody else's son without any type of reverence that that represents somebody that God's in covenant with 
I don't know about you, but y'all, but Tallahassee has a murder problem. Tallahassee has a problem where we don't have covenant between brothers. Y'all not saying nothing. Y'all not saying nothing. But we got to raise up the standard that we got to start being accountable one to another. And another brother shouldn't have a problem checking another brother. And a brother shouldn't have a problem receiving instructions from another brother. But Cain kills his own brother Abel because he lacks accountability. And we need accountability. Everybody say accountability. God comes to Cain and asks him, where is your brother? Cain responds, I know not of. I don't know where he is. It's a careless response. First of all, he killed his brother. But now it's careless almost to say, I don't care for my brother. I don't know what y'all doing. But we got to raise up more respect for one another. It's one thing to have disagreements. But why we got to hurt our brother? Because we have disagreements. We got so much foolishness going on in our world that we're not raising up our children. And our children to respect other people's kids. This is what my parents told me when I went to school. He said, I know things happen between kids, but don't you dare go to school being no bully. Don't you dare go to school picking on nobody. Don't you dare go to school treating nobody wrong. Because if you do, I'm going to get you. You better not mess with nobody else's kids. You better not be bothering nobody else's kids. You better learn how to respect people. And you better learn how to deal with situations. That's how my daddy taught me. He also taught me the other side too. If somebody mess with you, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> he also told me, he said, but don't you start nothing. It's okay to finish, but don't you start. Pray for me. Glory to God. Pray my strength in the Lord. That's what he told me. He said, don't you start nothing, Junior, but you can so finish. And I got it. I understand what that means. He taught me how to respect others, but stand up for myself. And we got to start teaching covenant back to one another. We got to stop allowing all these things to go on in front of us. And God teaches a covenant. Yeah, we got to understand these things that God fights for covenant. Say God fights for covenant. God fights for covenant. I, can let you, I gotta read this because I gotta bring greater conviction upon uh, this, 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 this matter. And I need these moments to talk to young minds. I need these moments to talk to mothers and fathers. Too many families have been rocked by murder. Too many families have been rocked by senseless situations that makes no sense. And this is what God says in verse 10. Listen to it. And he said, what has thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground he said I know you did something irresponsible because the destiny of Abel has cried out before me because he died before time because he could you took his life and I heard his blood coming from the ground we got so much things going on in our world we got to start teaching men to start being stop being so careless we got to teach men to start being more careful we got to teach our sons I got feel this deeper than I can even articulate it. We got to teach our sons not to sit around I feel the Holy Ghost. Not to sit around where two people are fighting and take out our phones and watch people murder 
kick and slaughter each other. What is going on with this world? I'm coming through here. What is going on with our kids that while they hurting each other, they take out phones and load it up on Snapchat and, and WhatsApp and all this kind of stuff. And then when somebody get hurt, everybody runs and nobody talks to the police or the authority. What's going on in our neighborhoods that our kids can watch such foolishness and lose care for one another. We got to remember God made our brother and God made our sister and we remember that God is in covenant with that person. Y'all ain't feeling me today but I'm going to preach it. I ain't saying you got to holler but you got to catch this because when you go home you got to teach man. When you go home you got to teach woman yeah Cain killed his brother jealousy anger and God said his blood is crying out to the ground listen to verse 12 and when thou tillest the ground it shall not henceforth yield unto her strength this is what God says I'm cursing you Cain because you took your brother's life but in cursing you you gonna sweat and not prosper he said, you're going to till the ground, but it shall not henceforth yield unto her her strength. Then he says, you're going to be a fugitive and a vagabond. You're going to be on the run and you're going to be a vagabond in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. He says, I can, he says, listen, when I'm talking, what happens when people don't have accountability? They say, I can take a life, but I can't suffer punishment. He tells God, I can't suffer punishment. You made this too hard for me. God, God says, you made me, he, God, he says, God, I'm going to live and you're going to torment me. But he says, verse 14, behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth and from the face, uh, from thy face shall I be hid and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth and it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. Now, now Abel is worried about somebody killing him. Oh, I'm on something today, and I'm on something bigger than I understand. But it's amazing how people can take a life, and then they own the run, worried about somebody else taking their life. Lord, help this world. Lord, help what we're going through. And the Lord said unto Cain, therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be on him sevenfold. The Lord set a mark on Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. So let me pause and give you them the main points there. So God says, I'm going to come and covenant again with the male seed. Cain, you're wrong, all right? But I'm going to protect you. And if anybody else come against you, I'm going to come against them, all right? But God has a way of remembering covenant. Say, God, I remember covenant. God continues to show forth covenant with the male seed right here because now as Cain um, has been restored by God, he has a son by the name of Enoch. Enoch is faithful to God. Enoch is a man who's faithful to God. Enoch is the first person who is raptured by God. He is taken from the earth. Because let me tell you something, man. Sometimes accountability to God gets lonely. Because sometimes you're the only one stepping out. You're the only one. And men, I want to encourage you to take courage for your life. Sometimes you got the willing to be the only one doing right. The only one. And I'm not saying that they're not other people. But sometimes living for God can seem lonely in a world like this. That's why you got to connect with other people with right minds and right thinkings. That's why we need brotherhood. And we need men that come together and help support each other. 
each other and Enoch was standing for God and God rescued him from loneliness I want you to understand that God is in covenant with men because there are many men who are lonely there are many men who are lonely there are men who are lonely they're fighting battles but they are lonely but men I want to encourage you that God will rescue you that God will wrap his arms around you when God rescued Enoch it was a transformation God came and embraced Enoch embraced his lifestyle and I want to encourage every man to keep walking in accountability with God until God rescues you don't you give up don't you throw in the towel don't you let down the standard don't you become a coward don't you fall into the traps of this world come on y'all come on man we need men to stand up and be strong we need men to represent their families and be strong say be strong I'm not going to finish today, but go to Genesis 22. I told you I got a big word, and I think you're going to get the message through my heart today. I think you're going to get it. Don't you see me sweating? Because <laughs> you know if I'm sweating, you know what I mean. I mean, I love you. Come on now. That was a pop quiz. You got to stop paying attention to this thing. Come on now. Because if I ain't love you, I wouldn't be sweating. I'm telling you, I just wouldn't. Hallelujah. I wouldn't be sweating. Hallelujah. But Genesis 22, and this is why I'm going to end here, because I want to talk about the strength of a man to save his house. The strength of a man to save his house. I want you to understand that even on Father's Day, there are people who skip this holiday because they are so broken. They skip this holiday. They skip this holiday because of the per pervasive fatherlessness that is still creeping in the earth. There's a young man who I know that on Father's Day, he give his mother a Father's Day card. Because through the transition of whatever happened between his mother and his father, his mother lived with so much bitterness and anger, he grew up hating and anger with his dad. He never was mothered through the process that he can recover from the abandonment of his dad. And so now every Father's Day, his mother gets a car. His mother gets a car because his father, for whatever reason, decided to make him and then go on about his business. Never check on him, never follow up on him, never comfort him, never speak to him. And because of such abandonment, he has now actually ignored what Father's Day is all about. He's not even properly connected with another man to even find adoption in the earth. Because how many know, even if your natural father wasn't there, how many know as you start living life, God will send you a father. God will send you a surrogate father. If you keep moving in your life and be responsible, God will send you somebody who will father you. Somebody who will take you in and adopt you. Now, if you get all mad and angry, you won't find what God has put in the earth. But if you get yourself together, God to send some man to speak into your life and to adopt you and become a surrogate father to you and we need that more than ever Genesis 22 talks about Abraham's love for his son I'm going to read a few verses here and I'm going to be done done after that all right Genesis 22 and it came to pass after these things God did tempt 
Abraham and said unto him Abraham and he said behold here I am here I am God I'm available and he said take now thy son thy only son Isaac whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I tell you which I will tell thee of and Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and two took and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into into the place in which God had told him then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off and God said unto and Abraham said unto his young men abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad my son will go yonder and worship and come again to you and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son and he took the fire in his hand and a knife and they went both of them together and Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said my father and he said here I am my son and he said behold the fire and the wood but where is the lamb for a burnt offering and Abraham said my son God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering so they went both of them together I want you to understand what's happening here God is challenging Abraham the father but he's also telling Abraham train the son because they are going up together so God is having Abraham train his son or train his child because I want to speak broadly more than just the sons but I want to speak even to father's roles with their children y'all with me they came together to the place verse 9 which God had told him told him of and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood let me pause here so you can understand the points one thing I want you to understand is that Abraham builds an altar one of the things we need and we need to encourage men to do is learn how to build an altar Abraham as a part of getting his promise God begins to teach Abraham how to build an altar altar is for sacrifice altar is for covenant you cannot be a godly man walk in good fatherhood and no not know how to build an altar you got to learn how to bring worship to your family you got to know how to bring sacrifice to your family it's the same thing with covenant it's about sacrificing for what you love and God tempts and challenges the man to show forth if he really loves his son if he really loves his family and how does he does that how does he do that he has to build an altar the strength of a man is his ability to build a home to build a place where the family can reside to build a place of peace come on ain't no man in his right mind want to build a house where chaos is he got to know how to build a house and men I want you to know that we are builders God has called us to build God has called us to have strength and this man had to go up to the mountain and build an altar and I want you to understand how important it is for us men to sweat I got to preach this I know some of y'all doing good but as the ones of y'all who are doing good I need you to encourage the ones who are not doing so good because I got to preach to some of us because some of us don't sweat 
sweat enough. Some of us don't sweat enough. Every time a challenge comes, we back away against it. Every time something happens, we go somewhere and hide. But Abraham was challenged by God to be a strong man. And then when his son asked him, how are we going to do this? He responded, I got to do the work. But God will provide. God will make a way out of a no way. Do we have any men here that know how to build an altar? I'm about done here. I'm preaching for God this morning, I can tell. Abraham stretched forth his hand, took a knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, Abraham. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by the horns. And Abraham went and took, took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. I'm done for today. Stand to your feet. I want to encourage men to build an altar. I want to encourage you in the area of fatherhood to sacrifice for your sons and your daughters. Abraham was a man who had mistakes and challenges, but God was in covenant with him. He made mistakes, but God was in covenant with him. Today, I got to talk to generations. Today, I got to talk to mothers and fathers. Today, I got to talk to children. Today, I got to talk to single men who are not married. I got to talk to fathers who are away from their kids. I got to talk in a way that's deeper than normal fatherhood day. We've had casual celebrations, but we got things going on. I feel called by God to make sure we're sober. I know this church has wonderful, great men, and because of that, I need us to multiply men. I need us because we got so many great men. Will you clap your hands on that? We got so many great men. I feel blessed to be surrounded by so many great men in this church and who love their wives and love their children. And I had to preach so hard today on Father's Day and try to convey this strength that we must have because God started his image with the male seed. And men, we got a responsibility to God. Men, we got a responsibility to the covenant of God. I want to pray for every man today every man even if it's a young man every little boy come to the altar today i want to pray come come man we got an assignment to be a man in the earth we have an assignment and god is our helper god is in covenant with us God is in covenant with us. I want you to know, men, that God made covenant with us. I hope you hear my heart, and I hope you hear the love of God. God made covenant with the male seed. The first covenant, with the first prototype he made of humanity was first man, then woman. And man, God is calling us to be strong and mighty. God is calling us to be obedient. Abraham was obedient 
And the reason he was rewarded with a beautiful destiny is because he was obedient to God. Man, we must teach obedience. We must first teach obedience. I know any man who's married to a wife likes a wife who supports him, strengthens him. The word that the church likes to use is submissive to him, follows his leadership. There's no man who has a woman or a wife who doesn't want a woman who's right by his side. But it's the thing we ask for of our women, of our women, our wives. Are we contributing the same thing to God? Can God count on us? We desire somebody from our side. We desire somebody faithful. But are we the same thing to God? Can God count on us to press through our weaknesses and our trials? That's why I wanted to read these scriptures. I wanted you to see Cain making mistakes. I wanted you to see Adam making mistakes. Then I wanted to see Enoch, somebody who's responsible and accountable. I wanted you to see God in covenant with people. I want to use Abraham, a man who had to learn some things, but God remembered his covenant. You'll lift your hands, men, young boys. See, we are not taught who we are. We'll become anything. I said, if we're not taught and trained on who we are, we'll become anything. Even the name Enoch, it means trained. It means discipline. Even the word Enoch means, it means bathed in oil. It means dedicated. Too many times we birth stuff and don't dedicate it. We birth stuff and don't give it purpose. And we got to know who we are. We got to know what God has required for us. Man's hands lifted. My storage is empty. And I am. My storage. And I am. My storage. And I am, and I am So man, I'll give you a challenge today, even as we took a wonderful pledge from Brother Rodney. I challenge you to reproduce your goodness in other men. Reproduce your kindness in other men. Reproduce your obedience in other men. Reproduce, re reproduce God's image in other men. Man, we got a challenge. We was the first thing God created in his likeness. We were the first expression of God. And God's going to be with us, man. We've got many challenges ahead of us. Some of us are, are catching up on life. Some of us didn't have good images of fatherhood. Some of us did. And some people who did have good images of fatherhood, rebellion came in our lives. Some of us had good teachers and good fathers and people who spoke to us we were like the prodigal son we wanted to do our own thing but God remembers his covenant with hands lifted so father I thank you on this father's day that while we're speaking to men we're speaking to mothers and generations on the importance of the male seed on the importance of the covenant of God with the man and father I thank you today that we speak highly of this men we speak highly of their purpose we speak highly of their ability we speak highly of what they, you've called them to do and we pray that you will fortify and strengthen them. That you will strengthen them and walk with them and provide for them. Even men who are worried and concerned. Because I even feel that some men are concerned about provision. 
you know income that God will provide if you will obey God will provide if you will submit yourself God will provide if you learn to trust him God will provide come on God will show you your destiny I know you as a man don't want to be broke I know you don't want to feel less than I know you don't want to feel lost and I know you don't want to be lonely but I'm telling you God is with you God is in covenant with you and God's going to walk with you through this treacherous world to this journey, this world that we live in and God's going to help us win in this world if you believe that today I want you to give God praise come on every man give God praise today we hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them you can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.